do they keep their eyes closed? It's called Zen Bowling. No have to see pins, only have to think about tugging. Welcome to the next four Karate Kid Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the next Karate Kid four one-way minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today from many guest appearances is Alice. Alice, do you have an actual podcast yet? Or I know, not yet, not yet. <laughs> okay. And we also have a second guest uh, from Wildcat Minute, Chandra. Welcome to Hi. the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for uh, coming on to our show. Um, I, I immediately wrote down, as soon as I put Wildcat Minute, I wrote a little note to myself and said, why not call it Wildcast? Uh, so... Uh, did you want to answer that question? I, I, wild cast. Yeah, the wild cast. Y- yeah. Wild- <laughs> hmm. You start out roasting her. What a way to. I know. I'm like, wow. I, I come on here to have a nice time. Did my brother leave such a sour taste in your mouth that you just come and attack? Um. Wow. I'm much uh, like a, a mama bird protecting its nest from a yeah. wild bird of prey hawk, right? No. <laughs> I don't re- I don't sow chaos like my brother does, so <laughs> that's just him. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, and, and I saw a cat walk by, so there will be a cat nearby uh, uh, on Alice's side. Does the cat want to come up and introduce itself? Or I don't know. Milton, get over here. <laughs> the one behind oh. me isn't Milton, but Milton's over here. And oh, he's nice. small, so he's he's grabbable. So. All right, we're back to wild cat again. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> Full circle. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Karate Cat Minute. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, before we uh, get into you two, I gotta I gotta check in with my co-host here who wasn't with us uh, last week. Where where were you again, Matt? Uh, where was I? I think uh, we just had a miscommunication, didn't we? <laughs> For when we were starting, could have said you were like in like a ninja fight, or <laughs> you I mean, yeah, I, I had to do it by a certain time because I was scheduled. <laughs> for a live or die fight yes <laughs> death match of course yeah uh but uh did you have anything to add to the <laughs> what uh, we talked about last week at all or well I, I i just mentioned it before recording but the the scene when they let the the hawk go and it's immediately <laughs> besieged by wild animals right right uh, and then so and they don't even mention it. It's kind of funny. I'm like, well, can you get another take of that or move to a different location or something? I don't know. I, I suppose they'd have to like capture that mama bird and possibly yeah. make it but, like, okay, you stay in your place. You're not an actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, him teaching her how to dance with the kata was, was uh, sweet. Right. Which, what did you guys think of that? Was... Is is that how you learned how to dance? <laughs> I mean, it was nice, but would he do that for Daniel? Oh, that's true. Are you saying Mr. Miyagi is like kind of like sexist or he yeah, just let Daniel know. down in that regard? Like he could have, you know, we didn't see them after like, he's like, Hey, I'm going to make you this costume in, in the first one. And then all of a sudden it cuts to the dance. <laughs> so who knows? There could have been a kind of dance lesson there. Yeah, there could have been. Yeah, and Him then and Miyagi awkwardly standing together in the shower costume. <laughs> yes, and then, and then just the the visual of uh, her date coming in and seeing she lives with a whole bunch of Asian men, old Asian men. Is... <laughs> yes, these are my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. 
Uh, well, we have to get into it with our guests. We have two, to, uh, two, and it's going to be, I think, our final guests on this podcast ever. ever. <laughs> wow, what an honor. Unless they make another Karate Kid movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, let's, uh, let's talk to Alice. Alice, uh, what is your history with the Karate Kid franchise? I watched the Karate Kid for the Karate Kid Minute. So <laughs> that was my first time. And so I was like, all right, I guess I'll give it another shot. Uh-huh. And oh boy, was that an idea. Not a good one. But... Oh, you mean the next Karate Kid? Are you, are you, are you yeah, this, about yeah, the, the next Karate okay. Kid. Because, <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, well, I mean, I've only seen two Karate Kids. This is the worst one. And it's also... <laughs> One of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's, oh, wow. Okay, I, all right. I, I had my thoughts when I talked to you about Fright Night, but this one, <laughs> thank you for to, for topping it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Fright, Night, uh, Fright Night's looking like a cl- uh, classic horror movie. Yes, right yes, okay, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. An Oscar uh, winning, uh, yeah. All right, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, there is a bunch of Next Karate Kid fans listening with hawks on their shoulders ready to pounce right now, so I'm going to try to – Keep the good. If you don't mind, I'm going to try to keep the good feelings going. But feel all free right. to give, give give all your criticism. It's totally cool. Uh, all right. But you've seen the first one as well. Yeah. Or okay, you like that one? Uh it was fine. I don't really remember it anymore. <laughs> I'm not a big um, karate person, so you know, <laughs> this was this was ideal for me. Okay. <laughs> awesome, uh, uh, Chandra. What is your history with the Karate Kid universe? Yeah, so my mom introduced this the first two movies to me at a very young age. I did karate from like I I was doing karate from like five years old on um, until I was oh, about nice. thirteen or fourteen. Um, so before Daniel's years, um, <laughs> but and those two uh, mean a lot to me mostly because of the soundtracks. I just well every so often just have like a knight in shining armor just playing in my head (laughs) and I'm like yes this is the song I want in my head right now um I love Karate Kid 2 for all of its kitsch and um I find it an absolute delight uh Karate Kid 1 also feels like such a classic in that like nostalgia way um Mm. I I guess just growing up with it kind of thing I know it's not one of the greatest movies ever made, but I also cover Disney Channel movies, so I'm not <laughs> one to talk. Um, no, I really, I've always really enjoyed them. I I have this thing with Ralph Macchio just because of these movies. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, yes, I like Ralph Macchio. I have no basis for that like, except that I like <laughs> these movies. I had never seen this one before this week. Um, my mom was like, I love that movie. And I was like, okay, I've heard not great things about it, but you know, I'm going in with an open mind and I watched it and it was Uh like, okay, yeah, this is, this is a, another karate kid. Um, I kind of, I kind of felt like it was like a later, like Jurassic park three, where it's like, yeah, it's part of the franchise. Like you recognize it's not the best, but it's still there. And you're like, yeah, it's got its good points. And like, I'm going to roll with this. Um, I found it really interesting to think about uh, Miyagi just like working with a woman and how different that is, like a young woman and how different he behaved. Like even in this this chunk of four, like he starts crying and I'm like, I mean, yeah, we've seen him cry before, but like this feels very base level crying <laughs> in comparison to the other times. Um, he so, wasn't that proud of Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> how pretty he looked in a dress. 
I know. Um, but I did realize that maybe my mom has my, so this movie I found out in researching for this week that it came out on my mom's birthday, the year I was born. So I was like, is there a weird, like she was pregnant with me. Is there like weird emotional connection to it? I don't know. I didn't ask her, but, um, I just found that to be a really weird coincidence. (laughs) I have this is a family podcast, so I guess I can't probe any deeper on on uh, how perhaps the next Karate Kid could set a mood. I'm just saying <laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> I was born three months later, so she was very far along in her. Oh, okay, well, yeah. you know, it's you know, it's the anticipation of it coming out in like six months. You know, <laughs> you came out karate chopping just. <laughs> I don't know. She was very much, she did karate when she was a kid. So from a very young age, I was like, she's like, you're doing karate because you were really small and like, you need to work up for yourself. So yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. I I had the same headband as, as Daniel. Oh, you did? Really cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I wear that, uh, for workouts and, uh, uh, my lady friend who you also, uh, uh, met while we were down in Philly, uh, also, uh, has a matching one, and uh, while we were down, if you weren't there for karaoke, right? I was for not. MXM no. For, uh, yeah, we sang Gloria Love uh, that evening, so together. Amazing. <laughs> Are your headbands the same as Ralph Macchio's, where it's like almost too short to tie around your head? No. no it, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the one I have is just like a. It's basically like a stretchy athletic headband with. But it, you know, it looks yeah. like it. Yeah, it's I always found Ralph Macchio's headband in, in the series odd in that it's like super short and like mm-hmm. um, Johnny's is way easier. You know, it's got lots of ribbon left hanging behind mm-hmm. him and stuff. But, yeah. And then those are the kind that I've I've had whenever whenever I had them in karate class. But awesome, good story. Yeah. Uh, today. <laughs> Today we're talking. I have no idea how to segue. Yeah, it's just the one that Ralph has. Almost looks like a, it's a rag or something. I don't know, not a headband. It came out of Miyagi's back pocket. I mean, That's who knows true. how many sneezes he put into that? You know, <laughs> has he washed it and it shrunk? It, the it, we, before that we saw him wearing it while he was trying to catch the fly in the very sweaty looking uh, workshop area. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, today we're talking about minutes 84 to 88 of the next Karate Kid. They begin with happy tears and end with dancing peers. Uh, we pick up where we left off on Friday with Miyagi having a tearful conversation with Julie before sending her off to the prom as a proud parrot. Um, so yeah, he's got a bit of, uh, he's got a little bit of a permagrin here. Like he's just such a proud papa <laughs> and that, uh, he's pretty much like adopted Julie at this point. Yeah, her her uh, mother doesn't her grandmother doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, she's she she was sent she sent herself away. How was she so easily just handed over? Like she she knew the or he he knew the the grandma a a bit because he knew her husband, but like beyond that, like I don't know. She was like, oh yeah, go off to California. All right, no problem. Let me just zip <laughs> off here, hang on to my kid, house sit. I, I, that just, that was a little too easy. It was a little too weird. I, I just assumed that they're old friends, you know, and it's just in the uh, universe of the Karate Kid, we just never have seen them hang out together before uh, until yeah. this movie. And it's like, oh, by the way, they're, he's got a soul. They're friends. I trust and... you with my granddaughter. I, yeah. Yeah. How many right. friends of yours do you think you could trust with your granddaughter if you had one? 
They might not be willing to do it, but I, I got a couple. <laughs> Please watch them. <laughs> um, I love that she goes to him and Miyagi, uh, you know, doesn't hug as we've learned uh, in the previous movies. So they just kind of bow to each other and then nod. <laughs> Or, or rather, they not even bow to each other, just kind of like a quick, just nod, like as a, a like a small bow. But um, so Miyagi tells Julia as she walks downstairs that he's uh, probably taking the monks out for a ride, uh, as if to say, like, well, you're not the only one that gets to have fun tonight. You know, I'm going to go out in the town. Um, but then, uh, yeah, Miyagi is trying to put on like almost a brave face because then, as she disappears from sight, his face kind of drops and he's looking around her room like my little girl. It's grown up so much. Do you think? Do you think he's too close to her, too fast? <laughs> I'm. See, I I I feel like. I mean, in her warming up to him, it kind of. I don't know. Does he? Do you, I? I can see how she'd be like, okay, like surrogate father figure. You know, she's doesn't have a grandpa. She, you know, he's dead, and his, her parents are dead. So, and this wise old man is. Uh, I don't know. She spent a few weeks now with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took her to um, a monk Airbnb. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think she Possible. feels definitely very close to him. And and really, I mean, we learn in this movie that uh, her her karate is passed down through her family, basically from him. So I think he almost feels connected to her by blood. I don't mm. know. Yeah. Th- I forgot how close they were in this movie. And it's if she doesn't show up in Cobra Kai, it's going to feel weird now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's going to, ha- I mean, just by t- covering this movie, we're making it happen. Just like in previous seasons, <laughs> we made other things happen. So yeah, like, uh, like the, the, the execs obviously listen to the podcast going, you know, they're right. <laughs> we really yeah. need to get Julian on this. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So we go to the front door as Eric and Julie come out and the monks kind of watch, watch from the door and, like Julie's just having a Cinderella moment, and all the mice have gathered to see Cinderella be picked up by Prince Charming here. Uh, but Eric just still has zero idea what's going on with Julie, who these monks are, just no idea what's happening, where she's been for two weeks. It's all a mystery. He's just enchanted with her. He doesn't care. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Eric stops by his car and Julie waits for him to open the door. And I like this little brief pause. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I gotta, let, gotta put the girl in the car. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not been on many dates, I guess. But he does this, the classic fist pump when she gets in the car. He's like, yes, got her. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never escape now. She'll never go now. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the monks are waving and all that, but I, I'm assuming Miyagi is probably sobbing in her bedroom, so he's not at the door. <laughs> he's hugging, <laughs> hugging her pillow and smelling it. Picks up a bottle. He's like, all right, it's going to be one of those nights again. Oh. <laughs> uh, anything else about the pickup at all before we move on to the dance? Or the da- the drive, rather? Nope. No? Okay, so... We go to the next scene. Eric is driving Julie to the dance, and uh, yeah, he's just not watching the road at all. Like, at all. At first, I thought this was just a typical TV uh, drive and talk scene where nobody ever watches the road. <laughs> but no, they made a point of, yeah, he's really not watching the road. <laughs> right. I mean, is... why was it done to, like, like just, just really, really to, like, drill into our heads? We are paralleling 
her parents' accident. Like I just that's, oh my god, I was even thinking that. Was. Oh yeah, that's, what that hap- that's all what I wanted to do. That, like that was a little too weird and blatant. It wasn't the TV like oh I, no, it was so bizarre that this is just a parallel. <laughs> they are shoving that down our throats. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I, was, I didn't I even thinking. think of that. I was also thinking, like, they're just amping up the normal teenage boy stereotype here to, like, 15. Like, yeah, just staring at her chest and <laughs> being real gross, but also trying to be thoughtful. But, like, in, like, the 90s way of that trope and not so much, like, the modern trope of that, which has gotten a little better, but not much. It's a little bit more grown up than the 80s where it would be him ogling and her and then the camera focuses in on her breasts or something like Mm -hmm. that, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he Eric is a real stare EO type for sure. Uh, I tried to make that work. It happens. Uh, Anybody seen Too Fast, Too Furious? (laughs) I haven't seen any of those. (laughs) There's a scene where Paul Walker is like driving and staring at even mendez and she's just like you ever gonna look at the road and he's just like and it's more like a like a dare like like he knows he knows his car and the road so well that he can just look at her and give her like a cocky look rather than look at the road i was like sir you're eric you're no paul walker (laughs) but yeah uh he says you look like you but you don't look like you (laughs) which is funny because she's wearing a dress i guess yeah yeah. Tomboys don't wear dresses. Uh, but uh, he ends up going on a one-way street, and we get to hear Eric scream. Just <laughs> funny. This actually happened to me in Boston once. This, Boston is a lot of one-ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've been not a driver, but I've been in a car where it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> we're suddenly going down the wrong way of the one-way street. Yeah. Any city that's old enough to have had roads originally designed for horses, you're going to have a right. lot of one-way streets. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so we then cut to Mr. Miyagi driving the monks in their little VW peace bus, and uh, he verifies that you know, is this, do you really want to do this? And there we get a little Japanese and then, uh, and then, you know, they're all in agreement. And then suddenly we are in a bowling alley. Um, and this is, you see it actually on above the lanes that this place is called Boston bowl and it's a real bowling alley still open, I believe in Dorchester mass. So if you ever want to take the skinheads bowling, take them bowling, uh, go to, Boston Bowl. Nobody gets that reference either, huh? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's a song by Camper Van Beethoven. <laughs> was the bowling right. like a reference to another movie or something? I didn't know if there was like a <laughs> Japanese people or monks really like bowling. Like I didn't know if there was like something again or something else in like a different karate kit, maybe. Like why yeah, bowling, I... you know? <laughs> I can't think of like any sort of like, you know, fish out of water kind of stuff with like Miyagi doing uh, I don't no. know no there's and there's never he been bowling the annual the first one or something no no, no it's just, I think it's more like a we have to show a little culture clash here as a funny mm-hmm. aside it's yeah, yeah funny how we kind of go back and forth between <laughs> and we're at the prom and there's romance and hey the goofy monks are at it again yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah the the we have our happy monk here the the Slightly pudgier one. Uh, I always call it a happy monk. He's uh, reaching for a bowling ball, but it turns out that this one belongs to Larry Towns, 
Uh, and according to his shirt, he's the he's on the Eight Ball Tavern Bowling League, which I assume is a he's got a bowling team that's representative of his business or a business he works for, which also seems to be a pool hall. So it's like Larry's got a little bit of an unfair advantage here. <laughs> but uh, if I didn't know any better, I'd say this guy's this character's played by Bob Odenkirk. I was about to say that he's got Saul Goodman's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's so Saul Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is Paul Bronk. Uh, Paul Bronk. Oh who has just a few other uncredited roles in his IMDb. He's a, he's a bit of a mystery. Uh, he looks like a, a cross between uh, Bob Odenkirk and, um, oh, sh- shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a guy from Die Hard. Bruce Willis? Uh, Bruce Willis. Yes. Oh, Bruce Willis? Really? I think yeah, so. I guess but... I could see that, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I did some research on uh, Paul, and it, he looks to be a Massachusetts native, so it could have been just one of those local actors they got. But I did some Googling, and if I have the right Facebook profile, he's also known as Birdman. And he has many photos of himself on as his profile picture on Facebook, which is – it's a private profile. Uh, mm. uh, just posing with various large birds, including a hawk. Wow. <laughs> Wow. So I was like, is this guy the hawk? He's not the hawk handler, though. He's, he's he left just, the, Yeah, he left he the just... hawk be used for this movie. Maybe <laughs> he just, like, embra- embraced his look. And he's like, you know what? If people are going to call me that, like, maybe he was just teased that his whole life. And then he's like, I'm going to just embrace it and become a bird guy. <laughs> <laughs> Saying Paul Bronk looks like a bird. <laughs> well, he's just like, I don't, I, I don't know how familiar all y'all are with the jungle book the mm-hmm. 67 animated film uh yeah. by disney he's got a very similar lot like his posture line is very similar to the way birds are drawn in that movie <laughs> i don't know how else to explain that sure. but like he looks, he looks like a crow yeah <laughs> could he do the crane possibly i have no idea i don't know uh but yeah this guy's real obnoxious he's not Luckily, he's forgivably obnoxious. He's not like racist, or I mean, maybe he's a is little. He? Yeah, he is. He's a little, he's a little obnoxious uh, with. Uh, um, Which like lies? don't don't talk. You don't 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 move. Don't talk. Don't touch or don't breathe. Don't move. But he's just like I, he to me. I'm like he's just like this really serious bowler with no filter. <laughs> I don't know, but. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi loves making bets with obnoxious jerks, so of course he's he's all into making a bet. This is his uh he makes a bet, let's see, in the first movie to get Daniel into the tournament. He makes a bet in the second movie with the ice breaking challenge. And does he make a bet in the third movie, Matt? Do you remember? Uh, we just talked about it. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh he makes a bet that when he sells his trucks to get a bunch of bonsai trees, he'd hopefully be able to get his truck back. Yeah, bet, bet with himself. <laughs> That's a gamble of some sort. Yeah. But yeah, it is a uh, kind of an awkward transition here from him being like, don't talk, don't move. You know, I don't want any distractions to Miyagi immediately going, well, perhaps we can make a small contest. And since I have the next Karate Kid junior novelization, it, there, it does point out like it does make it a little cleaner. Uh, so he's like arguing with the happy monk Larry is and Miyaki comes over and asks, what's the problem? 
And Larry's like, why are these guys bowling in their nightgowns? And then one of Larry's friends then goads him and is like, hey, they probably bowl better than you. And then Miyagi's like, actually, let's make a let's make a small contest here. And that's how it kind of rolls into the bat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, at the end, it's Larry's Larry's a bit overconfident that uh, he's going to be able to beat these guys and and they're they don't look like guys. bowlers. No, they're not old. At all. They're old. They don't have an eight ball on the back of their. Yeah. Uh, they come from the eight ball monastery, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we get into a little bit of a bowling montage. Uh, the happy monk slowly rolls a ball down the lane with two hands. Uh, Bill Conti, uh, who composed the score for this movie, uh, this bit of score is called Bowling for Monks. And, so is uh, there a reason that, besides it looks silly, that people don't do that actually in professional bowling? <laughs> <laughs> It's just as it's just as uh, possible to knock down all the pins that way. I think there's a little less control, like because you can't flick your wrist in certain ways. Okay. To like if you're if you've got like a three seven split kind of thing, like yeah. you can adjust the curve with your wrist, but with a a two hand, you can't necessarily. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That's all my I guess always... based on being a softball pitcher. So. Uh, okay. All, all I, I can't bowl, so anytime I go pitched. with my family, you know, somebody somebody bowls like that, and they'll knock all <laughs> the pins down. <laughs> uh, I think it's also the uh, the the speed that you can get going as well. Like, it, and like the slower the ball goes, the more it'll like wave off course. I, I would think maybe, um, but maybe if you can, sp- you know, speedily uh, roll the ball with two hands, I don't know. Specifically, that first roll, I felt like it just looked very like special effects. Like it's got to hit the pins, you know. Like, I mean, not that I'm expecting everyone that you know bowls in a movie, you know, they they don't let it, you know, make the final cut until they you know hit the pins. But it just it really really looked like they're like, oh no no no, we we have to make it look, you know, like like it like it knocked everything down. I don't know, it's just a little little <laughs> cheesy editing there. Yeah. Well, you know, the monk, of course, keeps his eyes closed and prays, and then, yeah, it gets a strike. Um, and then the the monk does a little fist bump, and then he's like, oh, wait, I should I should thank Buddha or whoever. <laughs> little Stay in prayer. character. Yeah. <laughs> trying not to ruin the hustle that he's trying to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that, the, is, that the, is that the thing? They're all, like, really awesome bowlers and... <laughs> That was my interpretation was Ooh. like Miyagi went over is like, is this the guy we're going to wreck? <laughs> yeah, because they did point him to the bowling alley. Yeah. They so, weren't always oh, monks. They were a bowling team and they were like, let's go to the monastery. Let's live uh, a new life. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. Uh, so Larry uh, bowls, knocks down only nine. Then the tall monk uh, steps up and he knocks down nine. And then suddenly the other pin just drops. <laughs> um. So Miyagi is asked by Jack. This is this is this this old guy. His character's name is Jack Russell. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. So he's very hyper. He does great tricks, uh, but yeah. And he Jack asks, you know, why do they keep their eyes closed? And Miyagi calls it uh, Zen bowling. Um, so uh, yeah, Zen bowling brought up zero results on Google unless you want to buy a bowling ball from a company named Zen. That's so. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. 
This is before so teaching bowling, Zen bowling. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jack here is played by Bud Eakins. Uh, Bud was a stunt guy. As a matter of fact, pretty famous stunt guy. A uh, little movie called The Great Escape. Uh, Bud is actually the guy that jumped the fence at the end of the movie uh, dressed up like Steve McQueen. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Steve McQueen, it turns out, is is actually playing one of the Nazis that are chasing his stu- his own stunt double. So, <laughs> so you're saying this could have been uh, um, what's his face from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in this movie? Yeah, yeah, this is pretty <laughs> much uh, yeah Brad Pitt's character here. Yeah, uh, but I guess he must have been good friends with Steve McQueen because he did inherit his entire motorcycle collection when he died. Uh, and he also did stunts in Animal House, The Blues Brothers, and Mac and Me. Uh, he is actually the guy that goes off the cliff in the wheelchair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> funny. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea what stunts he does in Mac and Me. <laughs> he passed away in 2007, but uh, Bud Eakins. Does Eakins sound familiar to you at all, Matt? I, I know mm. you, our guests aren't too into Cobra Kai or Karate <sighs> oh, Kid movies. So. <laughs> His daughter is Susan Eakins. Susan Eakins is the producer of Karate Kid uh, parts, uh, I think, one and two, and this one right here, this movie, Next Karate Kid. Uh, And also another movie, something from 2010, which calls itself The Karate Kid. She helped produce that as well. I don't know. It might be unrelated. That Jaden Will Smith one or no? Uh, we don't know what you're talking about. I yeah, right. No, I haven't seen that one. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, also, she is one of the executive producers of Cobra Kai. So yeah, Susan Eakins uh, is uh, is buddy. This guy right here is his daughter. His daughter must have got him into the into the movie, uh, cool. getting a line. Yeah. She also produced the Avengers, the Ocean's Eleven movies, and, and uh, Westworld, the, the Westworld show. So yeah, Eakins family is probably bringing in the dough. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Larry rolls a gutter ball, and then we have the Abbott monk, the old monk, uh, does the the same thing. But then he starts praying, and the magic of his prayer launches the ball out of the gutter and also gives him a strike just to kind of really rub it in Larry's face. Well, I guess we know which religion's the true one now. (laughs) (laughs) Physical evidence. (laughs) (laughs) You see it right there. Yeah, everybody then, then like... Strangely enough, we go into this huge mass conversion scene uh, where they're all <laughs> holding hands and the Abbot monk is praying over each one of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys caught it, but as he turns back to the crowd all excited and smiling, you can actually see the mechanism that uh, launched the ball out of the out of the gutter <laughs> go back into place. What? You can barely see it. It's kind of fuzzy, but uh, you definitely see something moving in that gutter. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, look at that right now. <laughs> no, I'm like scrubbing. I'm like, can I find uh, it? <laughs> um, yeah, just I look lo- for his close up there at the end. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, Chandra. Sorry. Yeah. I, I love all the little, like, weird detail effects that these movies pull out. Like, it yeah. just it makes it fun. I like a nice practical effect as opposed to CGI. I mean, I love what CGI has done for uh, the majority of movies, but yeah, it's cool that it's just this little like, you know, spring loaded thing that got set off that, or they remote controlled and knocked that bowling ball out again. Um, But yeah, I'm also like, 
I don't know. I I, I got to say the, these monk bowling scenes. I, I every time the next Karate Kid is brought up, there's un, there's always someone who's like, oh, the one with the the monks go bowling. <laughs> like that's the, that's the big mem- memorable scene. I think it's funny. I don't know. It kind of takes away. I mean, there's a lot in this week that kind of take away from Julie as the main character, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't mind this scene, but it, yeah, it is like a memorable scene. I can't think yeah. of any other movie that's done this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's funny. I, I like, I like the monks. I, uh, they look like they're having fun. It's, but the music gets a little cringy. We get, uh, uh, I think we get a gong on Wednesday. Uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the next thing we see is Larry paying out to Mr. Miyagi, uh, and uh, Miyagi holds the money up and bows to it like he's saying thanks. Uh, and then Larry swallows his pride and bows to Miyagi, which makes everybody in the place cheer. Like, I love that this game alone has brought in the entire bowling alley. Like, everybody's like, oh, my God, we got to watch these guys bowl against each other. This is going to be the hooray racism, racism is over. <laughs> yeah. That's because that's it felt like what they were cheering about. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know when they cheered at the end where uh, Larry bows to Miyagi. I thought, I thought that was like, everybody's like, you know, hooray, like this jerk, like uh, he took a, he, like, as opposed to like, you know, other jerks, like the, the rednecks drinking on Miyagi's truck in the karate kid movie. Uh, yes. And mm-hmm. like the guys at the gas station in this movie, like they're the Larry here is taking his loss with a little bit of grace rather than, violently reacting or belligerently reacting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. It's a yeah. nice uh, face turn <laughs> face turn for Larry. Yeah. Hooray for Larry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we go to the, we go next to the school dance, but oh, it's a cheese. We can't, we can't talk anymore about it. Did I, did I miss anything in these minutes? Did, did you guys wanted to talk about it all or no? no. Okay. No. All right. Well, all right, everybody. Don't breathe. Don't move. We need to end the episode. We'll wrap it up. But thank you so much, Allison Chandra, uh, for joining us uh, today. Would you like to come back on Wednesday for four more next Karate Kid minutes? I would be All so right. happy to. All right. Pencil me in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on Mondays, we do plugs for our guests. So, uh, Alice, do you have anything to, to plug right now? or um, You know, I'll just I'll plug my Twitter at pod socialite and you can find all my <laughs> podcast appearances uh, that's I, I i love i love so how many podcasts do you think you've been on so far <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh i don't know yeah i love the i love that handle so many. Though. you think not more enough. than 20 25 30 i i i really don't know not enough not enough okay <laughs> Well, Alice is for hire, uh, podcasters that are listening. Uh, all right, Ed Chandra, please let everybody know about the Wildcast Minute, right? No? We're, we're still Wildcat Minute. No, no S in there. Um, but, yeah, you can find us on anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're just about to wrap up Season 2, which is um, High School Musical 2. Uh, we also covered Fantastic Mr. Fox and Dr. Horrible sing-along blog on top of the high school musical movies. So there's a whole lot. We just hit our 300th episode on our feed recently, which was huge for us. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of content to listen to. Um, My brother and I just causing a little bit of chaos on our corner of the internet. Um, So amateur nerds is the best way to find us. Awesome. 
and uh, I, I have to ask for my daughters, are you covering Sharpay's fabulous adventure on your podcast? Hot, big controversy right now. We think we're going to do it as a one-off. We've also covered um, the Princess Switch movies as well as uh. Christmas Dance, which are the the casts in, in some other kind of stuff. So we're talking about doing it as a one-off because I don't think I can convince my brother to do that one too. <laughs> um, he's never seen them before. That's the point of these ones is he's never seen the oh. high school musicals before. So we're he's watching them two minutes at a time for each week. So... Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so I don't think I can convince him to do that one, though. But all we're right, doing three, right. definitely. Definitely three. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, thank you both for again for joining us this week. And we'll see you on Wednesday. And until next time. Lie become truth only if person wants to believe it.